0: Welcome to the first ever episode of Sideshow Dramas. I'm Shauna Hessian, Shelby to some, and I'm here with Gemma Trimble, aka The Temptress. Gemma is a well known self employed dancer, stage manager, writer, published author, director, and events organiser. In lockdown, Gemma published two books Open and Close and Open and Close Part 2, wrote and directed a one act, two woman play called I Think I'll Quit My Job. Created a website and opened a studio. Jem has also produced and co-produced events such as Rhythm Tree, Hell on Heels, and held the first ever Irish license for the international competition floor play. So Gem. what an <laughs> intro. What an intro. Did, 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 did. Thanks for having me on. Having you on your own <laughs> show. Doesn't even make any sense, does it? So yeah, that's how we thought we'd start this, you know, interviewing the whole world and you know. Thought we'd have the audacity to interview you first. <laughs> if you want to interview people, you've got to be interviewed. So, after that big, long, in wonderful <laughs> introduction and all your achievements and everything, what was brought here? Why are you making a podcast?
1: I decided. We decided. We decided to make a podcast. Um, I've met so many wonderful people over the last few years, and I wanted to create a space that they could come on and and discuss and talk about their kind of backstage slideshow dramas you know maybe it's a costume malfunction or the wrong track being played or the wrong props being put on stage or uh, every performer that I've worked with has one and I I kind of want to bring them all on and and talk about it like dish them through all these hundreds of <laughs> yeah delve into the backstage and the the stuff that the audience don't
0: see and I feel like that's what we're always all interested in really though like why you watch the bloopers and the outtakes at the end of the movie you're like what really went down though exactly and so you're the stage manager of the dirty circus the the infamous so anything all things stage managing offline online shows you're in charge of um and how long are you stage managing i started with the dirty circus about
1: eight years ago we i was doing a few shows i was running a burlesque troupe called the devil's dancers at the time and tommy got in contact with me asked me down for a few shows and I, I kind of realised he didn't have a stage manager. There was these gaps on stage where you might have to put the chair on yourself or <coughs> pick up your own costumes at the end kind of thing. And there was just like that gap in the market. So I said to him, I'll do this. And if you don't like me, you don't have to pay me and I won't come back. And I'm still here eight years later, like So
0: Still here, still hilarious. here, renowned. And so, for anyone that doesn't know, what is a stage manager? What is stage management? Like, what does that entail as a whole? Like stress, <laughs> a life. Um, of it? Stage management is different for each show
1: that you do. With the dirty circus, I it's a cabaret show, so I'm a cabaret stage manager. Um, which means there's no rehearsal process. Uh, there is for the individual artists, but not for the show. So. I have to gather all the information I can on each performer, and you know put them into certain orders, see what's coming up, what's not, and really just prep the show on the day, like you know there's no time with it with a theater position stage manager. they could be rehearsal for months, like rehearsing for months with people on end, and then go into it a a couple of weeks run like you know so they'd know the show inside and out where I'm only on the night have to learn what's going on and there's constantly a lot of swaps a lot of changes performers pull out that has to be switched around so it has to be switched around with camera crew music lighting the host so it's a really big difference like if I'm you know if I'm working in a theater and I have to go find someone I might have to run up a flight of stairs if I'm stage management stage managing at a festival I might have to run across three fields yeah that and, would change everything like yeah pulled them out of a right like I was we were headlining a stage one night and we were closing really late and I couldn't find a host they were gone missing so missing, I, missing just they went missing <laughs> at a festival so <laughs> I had to think which kind of tent would they be in and of course when I found them they were gargled Mailed. it was like had to get them coffee back over <laughs> in and and ready to go like kind of click 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 let's go wake up before the show ends like and um, or I have people like um, I've worked with the likes of Big Chief Ra- Random Chaos like he would say he's here on fire Big at Chief. shows like or he'd he'd perform on a, a floor full of Uh, drawn pins like so maybe if I have a belly dancer coming on after him I'd have to crawl across the whole floor and make
0: sure there's not one pin left on the bare before the barefoot belly dancer gets on. We have actual memories of that actual situation Um, Mm -hmm. and in saying that like logistically you are the wonderful woman who sees and hears it all but at the same time like the like we do fire obviously at shows and you're you're always risk assessing that and all. And when you have an act like that comes out and sets himself on fire. like <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Um, I, I created a course in
1: alternative approaches to stage management because, uh, you know, everybody be taught how to stage manage a show in a theatre, but you're not taught how to do it like that at a festival where you've limited power or um, at a cabaret show, that kind of the whole show can just change by the time you get to the venue with different individual artists and performers.
0: That's a minefield Just sounds like a minefield Yeah And um, So you see it all That's what I'm saying You see it all You're the person that Deals with a performer From the minute they Walk into the show To the minute they leave Like so you see The good, the bad and the ugly I reckon Yeah, yeah I
1: do <laughs> I really do I really do um like I said costume malfunctions wrong tracks being played like I've really seen it all from it and it's why I wanted to create the space to like bring people on to more laugh about that kind of stuff if I'm doing my job right the audience isn't going to see they're only going to see a smooth show they're not going to see we're hoping that's always (laughs) the hope like is that it's a smooth transition with music with the performers with the stage being cleared off like and that's why we work together so strongly as a team um so that's the it. Yeah, it's going to be bringing individual artists on, interviewing them. They all have an individual sideshow drama that I'll
0: announce to them when we do keep continuing on with it. And I said there in the intro as well that you've crossed over into production, Gem. Um, so you've all, like your background is in dance. You've went into stage, manager and mastered that, became the best at that. And now you're like cracking open the egg of being a producer and no doubt going to master it all. So how has that been?
1: Oh uh, yeah um it's been crazy like crossing over into producing because it's different I always have Tommy there like oh, he is my boss so he's the boss of the dirty circus but he's a, a big mentor to me so the second I have any sort of idea he'd be nearly the first person that had come to me or that I'd contact and be like what do you think of this idea and yeah it's straight on the phone to Tom straight on the phone to Tommy
0: like for his approval nearly and uh and had he much of a say in floor play and hell on heels or
1: absolutely yeah like i said everything everything i did he loves hell on heels he loves the name uh floor play we got the f- f- where the first irish we the international license to it like sort of we're, we're the first irish holders of that like um wonderful competition which is going to be going on ahead soon online as well uh the same with hell on heels rhythm retreat is a wonderful three-day weekend that's going on with different teachers but we will be waiting until restrictions are lifted for mm. that to go ahead but I, that's the one I think I'm looking forward to mainly is rhythm retreat but uh, there, there was a big crossover into producing like obviously we're doing I think I'll quit my job which is a f- the first online production we've done
0: plug I think I'll quit my job Plug. keep your eyes peeled so yeah that's
1: that's a really <sighs> funny like, well we laugh at each other's jokes in rehearsals so it's a two-woman play it's set in a Dublin Strip Club and it's about a kind of long term stripper and a girl starting on her first night and the different things that go through their minds really and uh, I'm really looking forward to that being that we're I think we're taking that in about two weeks time so the tickets are going to be on, on sale for that in about three or four weeks and I'm really excited for it's so exciting yeah because really like, it feels like it's just been a process yeah so like well again it was a, it and was a and play and again that was it was done during lockdown like we yeah it was literally born directed
0: rehearse everything it was like lockdown. conceived impregnated and born <laughs> in lockdown <laughs> like that's the only way you can describe it like James like came and you know I'm gonna write this play and I think he actually wanted it to be a screen work so you wanted to be um, live obviously and then we kind of adapted it in the lockdown and said you know let's put this on a stage and let's record and it's just enveloped and developed loads over time and now it's like yeah, you know, they had, they had people a, to just see now. Yeah you know people have everybody
1: has completely different ideas of what they think a strip club is and what goes on in it like so I'm hoping to open the audience up um, to, to that world you know and um I have a lot of friends in the industry, like a big advocate
0: for sex workers rights. Like, so just wanted to include it all in it. Like, and I think it's going to be really good. Absolutely. And there's an awful lot of information in it. And um, no matter what way you feel about it, it's definitely going to get you thinking, <laughs> get you talking. Absolutely. And getting back to, you were saying they're crossing over in the production and Tom and whatnot. And what's he like to work for, What What is he like? The like? Because I feel like Tommy is just... He's infamous, you know, he's the man in the hat, like, and he's always at the bar talking to someone, talking to a man about a dog. No comment. <laughs> nobody knows what's going on or what kind of conversation is happening. But I feel like you, of all people, have like a weird in with Tom. Like, you know him, like, no one knows him. And I'm like, do you fight? What's it like? Uh, of course, you didn't know. He's wonderful
1: to work for. He's one of the best people in the world, um, even outside. Like, all the work he does is, is crazy good for the world, you know, but, um, as a boss, he just wants everything top notch. He wants the performers to have a comfortable, enjoyable experience. Yes. He wants the audience to have a top notch show. He wants the crew to be calm. Like he'd be, he'd be very good. Um, As I said, I'm working for him eight years now or so, and I've just never had an issue with him. Like we do have fights, of course. We have fights. Like when we're, if he's picking people that maybe I have an issue with working with, or but it, <laughs> for for a reason, I might bring up why it mightn't be a good idea to hire them, but he'll argue his point of why it is a good idea to hire them like so
0: we go it's back constantly and forth like core. Well, it's great but that it's you have that, that, yeah, we grow together and yeah. and we figure out these kinks and things and, and it's really one of those things. There's always, a, well, not always, sometimes, well, there is always, there's always a level of a, some side show drama at every show, whether yeah. it be minuscule, someone forgot the tape or someone forgot the yeah. poll, <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be either way, but there's always this moment with Jem and Tom, for anyone that doesn't know, where like they look at each other across the room and everyone is like, what's going on in their head? But you the and them are like coercively together deciding on what is going to happen and he's like shoots mm. a look at the pole that says take it down oh he, yeah yeah and yeah. Jem just reads his his sign language that no one else understands <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely like I'd um I I know what he, I know you know his vision so to speak for the dirty circus so I'd be comfortable in in laying it out for him at the shows and stuff like that but uh, he's a great producer he's a great
0: boss and it's a wonderful job to work for um, best show in town, best show in town, best show in town. Yeah, all the online shows have been amazing. Shout outs to the Dirty Circus, Studio X, all the peeps. Yeah, Kiva O'Shea, Roisin Dove, everybody. It's been wonderful working, especially online
1: the last while. Like, um, we missed Lost Lane where we'd be in a, an array of venues, like, but it's been wonderful to be able to get back online uh, doing the shows. And the quality of it has just been phenomenal with the level of money that was sunk into production really to have it at that high standard and high quality.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it just got better and better. Um, as the lockdown has gone on, I feel like the shows now, it feels like what was live shows, you know, we're watching them and it's so good and it's so enjoyable that you're really like, oh yeah, do you remember it used to be different? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's a good thing we're settling into it and tell us about the book gem actually the book and the website so like and for anyone that doesn't know oh, shameless little plug look. here we go, here we go. <laughs> yeah no Um, the book
1: the book was, was great it was grueling it was grueling I did the two book, books in lockdown and self-published so you know you have to do the advertising yourself you have to do everything yourself try actually get the sales yourself um which is nearly a full time job on its own, aside from all the other stuff we have going on. Um the book the books are erotic novels. I just had so much fun and I, I think I just read so many of them that I just wanted to write my own. I was like, I have a good story here. I'm gonna I'm
0: gonna plug this pun intended. <laughs> what a pun. She's so punny. So funny. Um so yeah, I, I don't know, like I think everybody loves a bit of writing, everybody loves a bit of creative outlet, but I think it takes massive amount of discipline like yeah. massive amount of discipline to write and uh how would you say uh, yeah you climb that wall <laughs> how would you say yeah, dealt no with it the, really was it was discipline. a mountain
1: it was a mountain to get through like we it, it was every day you know it's every day having to go through it and you have to send it to people people need to read it to make sure you know grammatically it's correct and editing and constantly going back and making sure you're are you on the right day if you were talking about Monday and the last chapter is a Tuesday now or is it a week later or so there's a lot to write and like but it, it worked loads like I'm I'm like everybody else in the country I suffer from my mental health and I just think working through it like I love work that's my therapy so I delve into projects and especially artistic and I just feel it helps me so I'll always
0: just keep going. <laughs> And that's really beneficial now though, if you're someone that gets therapy through work and creating and you push through what you're doing well, aren't you? Because the work is doing, done and you're feeling good, like that's... Yeah, exactly. Like real I, think, um, day. I think everybody deserves
1: an escape, like, and I think that's what I always want to be remembered for, like, is giving people, even if it's just an hour of getting away from it all, like, and enjoying whatever production we're putting on in front of them.
0: Yeah, and, and that seems to always have been something that you you see like since you, you know you had a studio called Escape Studio I know Escape has always been yeah. everything and I went to college with Gem for anyone that doesn't know that's how me and Gem are friends we were in the same class in college and um, I remember any kind of routine or anything we done was always Gemma's was always called Escape it <laughs> was always Escape in our title somewhere because I don't know why it's just paramount to you but thinking about college talking about college tell us about your time in college as like did um, we go to college did we go did it even happen no i did
1: i i studied um <laughs> i studied performance arts and technical theater and then we went on to, the, to do the ba with the university of wolverhampton in live art and um it was it was a great experience like it was wonderful i learned so much like uh I wanted to officially be a stage manager. I wanted, like, the cert to say, no, I know what I'm doing here, like, and it meant a lot, you know, getting over your imposter syndrome to go, no, 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 you're qualified in this, you're skilled in this, it's okay, it's going to be okay. And um, it was hard, like, I was in between houses. I did, I got top marks in my thesis, but, like, I think I did the majority of it in the car, like, you know, studying from the car, like, so it was while still being on the road with the dirty circus doing private shows for companies and
0: stuff like that. So it was just really crazy. As well as being a mother and a homemaker and going to college, educating yourself, still creating, putting on work, um, teaching me. Yeah that's it. like, like the, and I'm a handful. I have to teach. I've, I've, I've,
1: two I've, wives, to- I've two wives I've two boys and, you know, they follow in my footsteps. They play piano, they play drums, they do drama classes, dancing like so I'm still full time with that as well, driving them around everywhere for classes and like that again. You'd be doing emails in the car. It's about discipline. It's about going, I'm not turning to deli on. I'm going to actually
0: make me bed and get this stuff done. That's it. They say if you want to change the world, start by making your bed. Yeah, get up early and make your bed. That's it. Stop dreaming big. Get up and actually do it. <laughs> and your story is just an absolute wealth of knowledge and like... Experience and it's just you could sit all day listening. If you've like a box of lions, tea bags, you could just sit all day and listen. we we'll do some other podcasts on them. Absolutely. But that's what I'm kind of wondering now. So, this podcast is it going to like dish the door jam? Is it going to dish the tea? Because I know there's lots of unspoken stories, untold stories, and I'm just here being gay born. <laughs> you know, I'm like, are you going to. He pushes it though. He's like, tell us. <laughs> So
1: no, yeah, we're going to be ditching the dirt, like not necessarily, like it's never going to be anything negative, like the show's renowned for having really positive vibes backstage and stuff like that, everyone gets on well, Um, so it's more going to be like that like, the funny things, each performer has a funny one and um, every couple of weeks I want to release a podcast, I'm going to have, bring different performers on as I said and do some interviews and their opinions on the arts and the arts in the country and maybe educate some people, you know, I'm trained so I know that my music should be sent in a certain format and stuff like that, but not everybody knows that and they shouldn't be, although they should learn, but they shouldn't be, um, you know, blamed if they don't. So it's really, uh, you know, some education as well. Like, but we're going to have a full, a f- uh, funny lineup of performers coming on.
0: Yeah. And I can't wait for the lineup of people. Like there's people and their stories and their set of sideshow dramas. Why don't you um, actually tell them about the official sideshow dramas? Who's mine. <laughs> Everyone's official sideshow drama. So we're going to have a segment. Oh yeah. Where it's called official sideshow dramas. So everyone that we work with has an official sideshow drama. They have something they did at a show or you know at the time they fell off a stage or anything. And Gem. yeah so basically
1: um during like that a section of the show we're going to be bringing out a lovely big envelope and we'll give the performer a chance to tell us what they think their official sideshow drama is and if they get it correct they'll win a prize if they get it wrong I might still give them a little prize and I'll also obviously going to open up and tell what they're official, official side drama was like, and like that, that could be from falling off a stage, forgetting a costume, anything. It's, there's a lot of different stuff in it, like, but it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be a bit like, um, you'll have a Jeremy Kyle moment to fess up yeah. before the lie detector, but either way, we're finding out like. <laughs> so, Gem Pate, as the one that sees all and, and, you know, knows all, uh, to name no one <laughs> what is your pace as in like what are the little things people do maybe that get in or slow you down in the job
1: Um, people being late uh, people being like late with tracks late with information sheets with technical sheets Um, it really holds up the process with other heads of departments like sound and lighting and even Tommy the producer he, you know he can't make certain decisions until we know the full scope of everything from everyone so Everybody's given, like, a good amount of time to get the stuff back. So, you know, if they're late, it's just a pain in the ass and you're chasing people and... Uh, yeah, it's just a pain in the ass. So I don't like people being late, like, with that kind of stuff. Tracks. Is that two?
0: Tracks being late? <laughs> okay, well, we'll give you that as two. If you want to give me one more. or Is it one? I think that's a bit of a cheat one. lateness is one. People shouldn't be late. Nothing should be late. Not your tracks, not you, not your shoes. Don't be late. <laughs> um, the, t- the third one would is probably more more personal answer.
1: Like, but I I don't like people spreading nerves. I don't like, I feel like if people come into a show, they should just have their game face on and leave all their shit at the door. Like yes. every, everyone has stuff going on in their personal lives. You know, everyone does, but people come in and they're kind of like, god I'm really nervous are you really nervous and yeah, I mean, I'm really nervous and it's contagious yeah, like it's yeah. instantly contagious you, sh- you can see people's faces change and going should I be nervous because I'm not like and is that a bad thing is that a good thing and I think uh, I know there's other issues like but I think if people are really that nervous before going on stage it's possibly because they haven't rehearsed enough and Maybe they didn't have the facilities to rehearse, and um, um, like there is obviously excuses and stuff. Anxiety, people can be really stressed, and I understand all that. But when it, when those situations are taken out of the circumstances, and they're still really nervous, I think that it is down to the rehearsal process and the the panic of the muscle memory not kicking in because it's not there. Possibly,
0: yeah. Every performer knows that. Everybody performer knows that. Night before, hour before, feeling of oh, this is actually happening. I'm actually going on stage. Yeah, and then, <laughs> that's it. And then it just but you know, f- it's dealing with it then, and you know, wor- not worrying about people passing it on. I suppose to other people because it is contagious. I totally agree with you. Yeah, fake it. Like, just go in. How, how's your week been, Grand. <laughs>
1: it's been grand. Like because you don't actually want to hear about it. And before a show, like you know, have a drink after the show and and chit chat all you like. But before it, should just be game face on,
0: like. Absolutely. And in all this craziness, so you said like two or three pets there and I'm sure you've hundreds more we had <laughs> we got all day. <laughs> but uh, in all of, in all of this craziness, what keeps you coming back then? Like what what makes you go, Oh do you know what, this is the job I'm gonna do and not just grab a job and air calm and Money so. <laughs>
1: Um I I love it. Um I'm dancing and performing since I can walk. Like I love the show, I love theatre, I love showbiz, I love the circus, cabaret. I love all aspects of entertainment and if I'm not working on a show I'm going to see one or I'm like watching a musical at home or singing it in my car like it's it's it live every day like live by the sword tie by the sword with theatre with me like and it's what keeps me coming back I'm very passionate and I want to help I think it's what makes me a good stage manager because I am a performer. So. I always look at it as if I was going on stage what would I want someone saying to me how would I want them treating me how would I want the atmosphere to be you know so
0: I always try to recreate that that's what I'd like before going on stage really. Yeah and that's a fantastic notion like you're as a stage manager you approach stage managing with a performer's brain like that's actually a really cool alternative approach to so it like it's.
1: Yeah because that's it I've, I've worked with stage managers and they're better, better than me at my job, like, but, uh, but they don't have that extra care maybe like that's put onto it that they just, I'm like, no, there's another set of nerves that are added before going on stage. I can feel it now, even down this interview, a bit like, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. you come back for the money (laughs) money. no people deserve an escape and i want to be part of that i want to be remembered for that and i want to help create that constantly like um on all forms festival theater circus all different ways and creating myself producing
0: things you know you want to be the giver of entertainment yeah deep rooted deep rooted within this the irish show is way and Jem another one Unforgettable moment tell us an unforgettable moment. I'm sure you've a book of them you really live a life of one. already <laughs> <laughs> so she lives oh. a life of unforgettable moments um to the rest of us, but what would you say stand out for you um unforgettable moments yeah there's there's so many um
1: obviously all the pe- all all the people that I've got to meet like you know highly skilled people like that i've that' have taught me dances that have um done shows with they've been just absolutely outstanding like I'm getting to meet them was probably like I have this whole community of even when we went into lockdown people were really upset about it and I was nearly overwhelmed with the amount of classes and online stuff that all the community just instantly switched to and were making available to people and
0: I just thought it was it was just wonderful to be part of. Yeah, the community really came together and that and kind of skill shared, I suppose, to keep people not only busy, but keep people's mental health and keep people creating, keep the industry busy, you know? Yeah, keep-
1: exactly. Like, and and meeting all the malls, like, show wise, I suppose. Um, I know we did, I brought out a new routine with uh, the te- as the temptress, like as Patricia the stripper and I was very nervous about doing it with new costumes, it was new everything and it's very hard performing and stage managing together like as well so I only ever get to do one routine and um, I remember when I first did it like I got a really good standing ovation like the whole room jumped up and I was like heartwarming like so I remember um, this well
0: I particularly remember yeah, you this, were there, this you yeah. were there so
1: um, I think when the the run of shows we went on to do uh, that I I got standing ovations for each one and I was just like overwhelmed with happiness Um, for that like so that was really big one and I suppose the last one was electric picnic like uh, just the last electric picnic that went on the Dirty Circus we had our own cabaret tent um, in the new Freetown and it was just unbelievable like we were sold out every night we headlined every night but it was looking after 50 plus performers it was weeks and weeks of paperwork health and safety um to-do lists coming out
0: of my ass with that it was unbelievable i witnessed that as a friend partner on crime asm everything and like it was it was pivotal pivotal stuff like we'd kind of you know, Jem and Tommy had went into the meeting for it and I waited outside. Um, I sat in my phone for 40 minutes and looked trendy on a bench in the park and she came out and the two of them were like a little bit, a little weird wiry face kind of, you know. Like, And we sat down outside this coffee shop and Tommy looked at me and he was like, so can like... I start asking for room temperature water now, like or what's the crack? Because like, <laughs> have we made? We've it? made it. Like he was like, i about to ring my mom. I think I should ring my mom, and I was like, yeah, it was huge. And then we sat down, and it the was college huge, training like, came uh, back, and that yeah, that's it. Like we'd we'd performed that lecture picnic for years on end with the wonderful
1: uh, foxy peacocks and the Saito, um, the Jerry fish, the Jerry fish tent. Like so, we'd done that for um a good couple of years, like, and it was wonderful. But this was three nights in her own tent, it was really intense, like, and a different show every night, there was performances going on during the day, a lot of work went into it, and it was just wonderful, it was a really big mountain to climb, and I like saying now, you know, on the CV, like, no, I've I've stage managed my own stage at Electric Picnic, and it it was a really big one, like, it was a full circus tent for anyone that wasn't there, it was, it was just really great, like, yeah, go back. I think the saddest thing about it, um, was that I didn't get to perform like I kind of gave up my ticket on that stage because stage manner stage manager sacrifice That's yeah 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 I wanted it to be so smooth I was like no I'm not even going to perform I just want everything to be perfect for everyone um so I, I wanted to take a step back but I think it's like a little
0: regret of like oh I wish I just belted up onto the stage for the three shows let me on let, let me on, me on. So yeah, EPE definitely the most pivotal moment I'd say um, so far, thus far. But I'm saying that, are you at some kind of peak now or do you feel like you've still mountains and years to go? Like what's oh. the crap with that? Yeah, definitely haven't peaked. It's,
1: I, if anything, it's just the start of everything. Like, So yeah, the, you know, Rhythm of Tree, Hell on Heels, Floor Play, The Lordy Circus, all these shows. I Think I'll Quit My Job, to Two Books we do have everything going on but it's really just the start of everything like um the Dirty Circus has some huge news coming over the next couple of months um which everybody's going to be keeping their eyes peeled for um and us here at Sideshow Dramas uh, you know some of the secret secrets that we have coming up like and I'm really excited to share them with everybody are you gonna tell them who next guest is the
0: official well, I'm the first official guest well you're obviously the first she's like I'm, I'm a guest and I'm like you're not really a guest I think oh, I'm I welcome you onto your own show yeah. I feel like it's at a wedding when you're like Mr and Mrs <laughs> the next uh, the first person uh, that's going to be in the
1: first person we're going to be interviewing is i not going to I'm not going to tell, it. Say I was I'm not tell, tell it. you oh, no keep she, your eyes peeled and you will see who the next person is that we're going to be interviewing in this wonderful setup. like so yeah what a chat
0: the beginning of the chat
1: so thanks for tuning in Uh, we've so much more to come uh, on the show do keep your eyes peeled please we want to give a huge thank you to Studio X and Florian for coming down and creating this
0: so wonderful thank you so much you the best (laughs) yeah so thanks have a great day one love that's a wrap